Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's edition of Belief Beat. This is a podcast out of Unity Lutheran Church in Brookfield, Wisconsin, part of the ELCA, where we talk with people that matter about things that matter, bringing a delightfully diverse array of thoughts, perspectives, and stories right into your ears. I'm Muriel. I'm one of the pastors here, and I just got back two weeks ago from our most recent trip to visit our partner in El Salvador. Our church goes twice a year, has been ever since 2003. And when we go to El Salvador, we visit two communities there. One is a Lutheran church, Cordero de Dios, on the outskirts of San Salvador. And the other is a cooperative Catholic community called Rutilio Grande. Trips have long been the lifeblood of unity. Our church is uh, just big enough that you can't quite get to know folks on a deeper level just from weekend worship. So trips have long been the way that we build relationships, create community among ourselves as a faith family, um, and then the way that we go out and connect with partners out in the broader world. We were really blessed to be able to do three trips this summer. We took our ninth graders soon to be ninth graders on the East Coast road trip camping trip. We sent 35 senior high and adults to work uh, on rehabbing homes in Appalachia, Virginia. And we took a group of 15 to visit those El Salvador partners. And those trips are always special. They were a little bit extra special this year because we missed a year from COVID. And, and I think we really felt that. You guys, if you know Unity, you know that this is a work hard, play hard kind of church. And these trips are so the core of that. Um, lots of good work being done. Lots and lots of fun had. So we wanted to tell you some about the El Salvador trip. Uh, also, um, co-creating this podcast with me is Graham Gallagher. He is our media and communication specialist, and he was on the trip as well. So you'll hear from me at the beginning, him at the end. And in between, you'll hear from a bunch of our travelers reflecting on the trip. Here's the thing about the summer El Salvador trip. It is much harder to explain than the February trip. Uh, a lot of you know our February trip is our medical trip. And I'm um, not really just medical, but um, health education, broadly speaking. And we help the Lutheran Church there put on this traveling clinic and health fair. Uh, and that, that's, pretty, that's so task-oriented, it's easy to wrap our brains around and describe it. When someone says, oh, what are you doing in El Salvador? It's, it's easy to say. The summer trip... Uh, is we call it our relationship building trip. Um, but when people say, oh, you're going to El Salvador, what are you gonna do there? We, <laughs> we go like, uh, nothing. We're gonna, we, we hang out, we eat, we play, we talk, we sing, we worship, uh, we explore, learn about the country. And, and I think there's the sense among all of us who go that that never seems to quite do it justice. That, sound, that makes it sound like it is uh, less important or less transformative than that February trip, or or at least um, harder to for for us to share the story of what has happened. Um, but when we're there, we feel the difference from start to finish of the week. Um, we feel how much it means to our partners to be able to have that time to play and connect and to know that they matter. They matter enough for people to be willing to travel to be with them. And same for us. Uh, we see how much it means to them. And, and that means so much to us to know that our presence matters and makes a difference. But it's hard to put into words. And so we thought that we would um, try and have 
some of this year's travelers share that info with you themselves. We had a great group this year. There were 15 of us. And for these summer trips, that's the max. We actually had to um, cut it off. That's the max that we'll take for these because we don't want to kind of overwhelm the groups that we're going to visit. Um, we always aim for a mix of returning travelers and first-time travelers, um, adults and younger people, um, a variety of kind of skills and personalities, and we really, really nailed that combination this year. We had, um, for those of you who have been around for a while, uh, Pastor John, who's been going on these trips since the beginning, he has two sons, David and Michael. Both of them have been on many trips to El Salvador, but they have never been on the same trip. So for the first year, we had David, Michael, and John Horner-Eibler. And if you know them, you know that that was just a highly entertaining, incredibly delightful uh, group and led to some very meaningful connections and conversations with our partners as well. We were also blessed to have two folks who work at our partner, the Bread of Healing Clinic in Milwaukee. Sean, who is the director of operations there, came. Um, he's a medical doctor, uh, and also Andrea, who's one of their social workers. And they were uh, just added a lot to our group. Um, they had tons of insights into um, health care and just community care systems in general. Um, they were also fabulously connectional, great with kids, um, very fun to be with. Um, so we were honored to have them with us as well. Uh, and then we had a bunch of young folks from Unity, college students, and a handful were students who they uh, were seniors in COVID, so they never got to go on their final senior high trip. That would have been last summer, and so we were delighted to have that crew come on this uh, trip instead. That was Charlie Borkenhagen, uh, Ryan Johnson, Mark Nemchek, and Stephanie Barron. Stephanie Varen's father, Fred, also came as well. He had been on the medical trip, but never the summer trip, and, and they are, as you'd imagine, quite different experiences. Um, he uh, has great Spanish and very fun to travel with, and, and it's really special to watch parents watch their kids on this trip. So that was a great dynamic. Um, and we had a couple other recent graduates, um, Katie Smith and Lauren Bilo, um, both fantastic with kids, fantastic artists, artists, and fantastically fun to have along. Uh, and then I had my 10-month-old daughter, Sal. So she was along for the ride, and to help with her, I brought uh, a young woman named Olivia, who from my hometown, who I used to babysit when I was a kid. So that was our crew. Um, they were very high-functioning. We had more Spanish than we've had uh, probably ever. Uh, and uh, the, especially the university students that we're visiting, almost all of them are learning English fast and ferociously. So lots of time to talk. Um, everyone was so eager to play high energy, long days, uh, really work hard, play hard, and then able so well to kind of shift gears when needed into asking great questions, um, listening thoughtfully, and just making sure our partners know that we care about them. Uh, and want to learn more. So a really solid crew, and I will let them tell more about their experience in their own words. These are interviews that Graham did um, 
on the way back home, we had a really long, like a six-hour layover in the Houston airport. And so to pass the time, Graham went around collecting stories from folks. Um, so you'll hear, it's a little bit noisy, you'll hear uh, a lot going on in the background. But just picture this crew, you know, tired, sweaty, happy, uh, on their way home after a really wonderful week together. So you are going to hear from... Uh, individually from Charlie, Katie, Lauren, and John. And then you'll hear two group interviews with Fred, Sean, and Andrea, and then with Ryan, Mark, and Stephanie. Then Graham can share a little bit about his trip uh, and our partnership at the end. Here they are. No, you're good. My name is Charlie. And Charlie, uh, what were your expectations coming into the trip? I didn't have very many. Um... I had always heard about the El Salvador trip, obviously in service at church. Um, I expected a little less, I don't want to say work, the days were just very long, very, very long days. I didn't expect the days to be that long. And was there a, like a story or a moment that really captures the trip for you in your time? Yeah, everyone in general, whether in San Salvador or uh, in Rutilio Grande, was very uh, accepting and pretty laid back, I mean surprisingly laid back. I was, I mean, I was able to ask them to ride their motorcycles and they just said yes. And I, I mean, if I, if someone came up to me and started speaking Spanish and asked me to ride my motorcycle, I'd be like, I'd get away from it, you know what I mean? But <laughs> I didn't speak any Spanish, I just like was pointing and they were just like, yeah, sure, go ahead, take it for a spin. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and do you have any words of advice uh, for people who may be considering coming on the trip or potential future travelers? Uh, don't be scared by what I said about the long days. I mean, yes, they're long days, you're doing like 12-hour days, but it's just so jam-packed with activities, and you're talking to so many people, and you're getting so many new experiences, and you're having so much fun the entire time that it kind of, the whole week kind of goes by fast. Uh, that single day, you're tired and everything, yeah, but the whole week just kind of flies by with how much fun you're having. So if I was going to give any advice, I'd say just go. Oh, hi guys, I'm Lauren Bilo. And what were your expectations for El Salvador? So, um, when I was preparing for this trip, I was um, not 100% sure what we were even really doing because it kind of was a last minute decision for me. And so I wasn't fully aware of like what the plans were and what the goals were for the trip. I just kind of jumped in. Um, but nonetheless, I knew it was going to be something super important, and I knew that um, it was just a, a great opportunity for me to go on this trip. And I was looking forward to it, and I knew that for my personal goals, it was something I was very excited about doing, because um, this is something I'm interested in doing in the future, so very exciting. And did you have a, a story or a moment that really captured the trip for you? Um, for me, the first moment that jumps out was um, in our second day at Rutilio. Um We started our, our day with a big hike and that kind of tired us all out. So the rest of the day was pretty hard on all of us because we were physically tired and just super sweaty and hot. And we, yeah, it was kind of like the lull day. And it kind of seemed like, how are we going to be able to finish out this day? And we have to be with all the kids and the people in the community. How are we going to put on like a good face for them, even though we're all feeling tired? But we, 
had this amazing moment as like the sun was setting and there was a storm coming in where the entire community was on like the basketball court and we had a bunch of different activities going. We had um, a bonfire in one area and a bunch of people surrounding the bonfire making s'mores and then right next to that we had water balloons going and just a big line of kids um, taking turns throwing water balloons at Pastor John and Ryan and Mark and they were all just so excited about about that and then um, I was running a little like um, craft area we were making like bead beaded like bracelets and necklaces and everything and I just thought it was um, just so amazing to see the entire community like all together all enjoying themselves and just so happy to be there with us and just so grateful that we were there and also, it was just, I think it was just fun for everybody there too, like including us. Yeah. Did you have anything to say to people possibly considering going on the trip or potential traveling? Just come because there is no other trip quite like this one. Um, just come because you will not regret it and you'll remember it for the rest of your life. So come. It's John Horner Eibler. Uh, reporting on my, I think at this point, 24th trip to El Salvador. And what were your expectations for this trip? Uh, well, we started, as a congregation, we started going in 2002. I first went in 2003 and then went one or more times a year for 16 straight years until the pandemic hit. So I haven't been to El Salvador for two years at this point. So my expectations were just the cool part of being able to go back and reconnect uh, with uh, our partners there. I was just, I, you know, you go a lot of times and it starts to get kind of, uh, uh, you get used to it and, and now it was a, a new and fresh experience. And was there a moment or a story from this trip that kind of sticks out for you? Oh, lots of them. We, uh, this is maybe the most fluent group we've ever taken. That was super cool. Uh, people could really connect. Uh, I guess for me as a dad, both of my sons were able to travel on this trip and watching them converse with, you know, the people of El Salvador, our drivers, kids in the community, and just being able to talk really easily with them in Spanish was like the best thing for my heart. And do you have any uh, words for someone who may be considering going on the trip in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, come. Uh, this summer trip is a trip where we at some level do nothing. And I think somebody on the trip said, but we also do everything. It's all about building relationships. Uh, if you have some Spanish, it sure helps. But if you don't, uh, there's always somebody along who can help you along. Uh, but the big thing is to go and listen to people, play with the kids, um, eat meals with people, and listen to their stories and experiences. Uh, if you're at all interested, talk to Muriel, talk to myself, talk to anybody who was on this trip. Hello, I'm Katie Smith. And Katie, what were your expect expectations coming into the trip? Um, so I didn't actually know what to expect um, because, again, like the answer is like kind of hard. Like when you ask what the trip is about, and so Muriel was like, "We hang out with kids." It's like BBS, and then also like a camping trip, like combined. And so I. Just like hoping to have a fun week and meet a lot of people with a lot of kids. Uh, and was there a moment or a story that you remember that captures the trip for you? 
Um, my favorite part of the trip, although there were a lot, was the night um, before the last day, so Tuesday night, um, and we went to Pastor Raphael's house and had a dance party, and there were so many people there, and it was so fun, and there were like disco lights, and like the music was just great, and overall, like I just felt so happy and content in that moment, um, just being with all of these new people, and it was just awesome. And what would you say to someone who may be considering going on the trip or a potential traveler? Definitely go on it. It's 100% worth it. And you make so many good connections. And I truly have so many new friends. It's unbelievable. Um, and although it's hard to explain what you do, it's truly just meeting people and becoming closer with the people around us. And like Pastor John said, making the world a little bit smaller. So, yeah. Hi, I'm uh, Sean Fabric. I'm Andrea Michelle. My name is Fred Farron. And what were you guys' expectations coming into the trip? So for me, I didn't have a lot of expectations. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot harder, honestly, than it was. Um, but it was really great. Uh, El Salvadorians were so welcoming and uh, really just had a wonderful time. Yeah, I also um, wasn't really sure what to expect. We had a couple of um, pre-trip meetings and they kind of tried to explain it, but it's definitely a hard trip to explain. Um, so even though they kind of gave a estimate of an itinerary, I still really wasn't sure what I was walking into. Yeah, I uh, too was not sure what to expect, but I knew that we were gonna meet a lot of people and it was gonna be a relationship kind of trip. And did you guys have any stories or like a moment that captures the trip for you? Um, I guess the most memorable story for me was um, staying with my host family and uh, uh, learning from a young man, his name is Franklin, uh, his immigration story with um, having been deported back to El Salvador from the United States and just how big of an ordeal that was for him. How he uh, had gone to the United States to live with his dad and ultimately got deported after he got pulled over. And uh, so now just to, to figure out how he's going to reconnect with his family and stuff was really uh, touching and impactful for me. Uh, something I really wasn't expecting to hear while I was there, but it was a really nice connection to make with him. Um, I think um, my favorite part of the trip was Anywhere we went, all of the kids in both communities just kind of rushed everybody. They they knew you were going to have something for them. They wanted to ask you questions. They wanted to play. Um, just very welcoming and very excited, um, which just really made it easy to connect. And then, you know, with the kids came the parents, and, and getting to know everybody um, was just really incredible. For me, it was meeting the people but also meeting the people with Stephanie my daughter being there and that experience was very unique to see her interacting with the kids and doing all this together and do you guys have any words of advice or anything to say to someone who may be considering coming on the El Salvador trip so I think the most important thing is just to approach it with an open mind and an open heart. Um, and, uh, you know, just trust that everything's going to work out well. Uh, it's definitely an experience that I would recommend. Um, 
Mo and Pastor John did a, just a wonderful job uh, laying the groundwork for this, and they've done it for so many years. Uh, I just think, you know, it, it, I can't emphasize enough how worthwhile this experience will be for you. I would say just do it. It's uh, This is definitely something that I thought would be super outside of my comfort zone. I'm not an outgoing person, but the group was super welcoming. The, um, the places we stayed were incredible and incredibly welcoming. Um, the communities that we visited, I, I never felt out of place, um, even with communication barriers. Um, it was just a really incredible experience. So if you're even considering it, I'd say do it. Yeah. I I agree, just do it. The uh, advice I would give is, if you know a little bit of Spanish, you try to improve it a little bit, it, it's really helpful. But they have translators over there and they are really very helpful. And uh, yeah, also take something with you that keeps you warm in the plane because that's the only place that's really cold. My name is Stephanie, soy Estefania. My name is Ryan. My name is Mark. Mi nombre es Ryan. Mi nombre es Mark. What were your expectations for the trip? Personally, I missed the most important and longest trip meeting, and so I felt like I was going into this completely blind. I had no idea anything. Um, I would say I was a little nervous about not having the best Spanish skills, but it turned out to be not that bad, and I had a great time. Um, personally, I didn't have a lot of expectations because every time I asked Muriel, she said, uh, it's really hard to explain, and to be honest with you, it is really hard to explain. Do you guys have any particular stories or moments that stick out to you? My favorite moments were... How quick... <laughs> Just wait it out, wait it out. Four minutes. My favorite moment. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do it. Please stop. Do <laughs> they walk over our no announcement the moment we started? There's some big thoughts and announcements. My favorite moment was when we arrived in Artilio Grande and there were so many people greeting us, and I could just never imagine that an entire town would ever greet someone like that in the U.S., and it just seemed like a really, really special moment. Uh, my favorite moment was in Rotelio Grande as well, um, when we got there, we went over to watch the soccer game, and they ended up letting me and Mark play in the soccer game, and I think their expectations for us weren't too high, but by the end they were cheering for us on good plays, um, so that was pretty fun. Uh, I think a moment that stood out to me was also in Rotelio Grande, and um, after a day that had kind of gone haywire, we couldn't get water to fill up water balloons, but at the end of the day, everything all came together. We got water balloons, and Ryan and I got to be uh, some targets of some children's, <laughs> some children's water balloon fights, so. And what would you guys say to someone who may be considering uh, going to El Salvador in the future? So I still attribute one of my, the best weeks of my life to my freshman year mission trip. Um, to Kentucky with Unity, but I think this is a close runner-up, so it's a really, really awesome experience.
Yeah, I would agree. This is one of the best church trips I think I've ever been on. And like I said before, I didn't really have the best Spanish skills, but I still had a great time. And it was just an awesome trip. I would say if you are thinking about going, go. I was very uncertain. My Spanish is, is shaky at best. Um, but you are not going to know what you missed out on unless you go because it's a fantastic trip and you need to experience it. Hey everybody, this is Graham Gallagher, uh, Unity's Communication and Media Specialist, and I really hope you enjoyed listening to uh, some of my fellow travelers' uh, views and thoughts on the El Salvador trip that we had in July. Uh, as Bo was saying, uh, we did film this in the Houston airport uh, over the six-hour layover, and we were all pretty tired and pretty hot, and... Um, Thank you guys for bearing with some of the audio troubles we had. There's, you know, a bunch of people running around and airports are always busy. So uh, if any of you guys needed any uh, transcripts for that, please just let me know. And I hope that you could be able to hear um, what we had to say about the trip. Uh, if you didn't, uh, you could probably feel free to reach out to me or, or to any of these guys that would, uh, that talked. I mean, more, be more than willing to let you know what happened. Um, but I thought I would round off this podcast by talking about kind of uh, my experience on a trip, and I'll actually answer the same questions that everyone else did. And so this was my uh, first time going to El Salvador, and honestly, my first time leaving the country in a long time. Definitely the first time I've been to Central America. And uh, when Mo asked me uh, earlier this year if I wanted to go to El Salvador, I really had no idea what was going to happen. Um Really, all she did was, hey, Graham, uh, Unity goes to El Salvador twice a year. Would you like to go in the summer? And, you know, a lot of things went through my mind. Like, you know, i hardly been out of the country. You know, a little bit of Spanish, but, you know, I'm not that I'm not great at it. And uh, I really didn't know anything about El Salvador. Um, and so, but honestly, what happened was I just thought about it and you know, when else was I going to go to El Salvador in my lifetime? And when else am I going to go with uh, people from work? And, and uh, I really wanted to start meeting people at Unity. And so all those things just came together and I, I wound up going and I'm really glad that I did. Uh, leading up to us, I was super excited uh, to capture videos and photos and get to meet so many new people and speak Spanish. Uh, but as it came together, I got really, really nervous. You know, the day, the night before, I was really sweating it. I was really nervous. Um, but when I think of all the moments that happened, all the stories, and like people have said, just the hospitality of everything, that nervousness uh, quickly went away. And I was blown away by the experience and everything. If I could choose one moment that really sticks out for me, uh, while there were a lot of moments, I think the one that comes into mind is we went on a retreat with Cordero. And this was like, I think the second day on our trip, we just got done cooking breakfast uh, to bring for them because we were going to be serving brunch to them at the retreat. And we went to the retreat and it was just really cool to just be in small groups with these people. Um, I remember I was in a group um, with a couple Salvadorians, just all ages. And 
I remember being asked if I needed a translator as I was headed off into these breakout groups. And for some reason, I said, I said no, because I was feeling very confident in my Spanish. Um, and what happened was that while I missed some things and while some things went over my head, I really understood what we were talking about. And for a lot of time with our small group, we talked about things that were troubling us or the problems that were going on in our life. And as we were sharing and just um, telling each other what was going on, I just quickly realized that, you know, while we may live far away or we may not have too much in common, when we get down to it, we truly are brothers and sisters. Um, and we have a lot going on that are similar in all of our lives. And that just really hit home for me in that, you know, we may seem like we live a world apart, but we're all just friends that we haven't met yet. And, you know, we all just share the same problems and the same troubles. And that little interaction just really sticks out for me. And I'll just always remember it. Uh, and even when you meet someone new, you never know uh, what they're going through. And they may be going through the same thing that you are. And, you know, of course, all the fun games that we played at the retreat and the good food we ate and the good times we had and the songs we sang. Those are all great moments, too. Um, so that was just an awesome, awesome day. Now, if I was going to give any words to future travelers, so maybe you're like on the fence about going on El Salvador, either the medical trip or this relationship building trip in the summer. You know, as so many of us have said, just go. There's no experience like it. And, you know, I'm still young and I don't think I will experience a trip like this ever again. Of course, unless I go again, um, which I hope to do sometime in the future. You know, when you think about it, when else will you have a chance to go to El Salvador? And when else will you have the chance to meet people like this in Rutilio Grande and Cordero, just some of the nicest, most welcoming people? And, you know, you also get to do that with people from your church. You get to bond with them. You get to know them. You get to talk about things that you wouldn't talk about on any Saturday or Sunday or any church outing. And I think this trip is something special. And if you're really thinking about going, I would just highly encourage you to go. And at the end of the day, you'll get out of your comfort zone. Um, unless you do feel comfortable traveling all over the world, which is then kudos to you. Um, but if it, if it's you and you're like me and you may feel a little uncomfortable going, not really sure what's going to happen, just do it. It's good to get out of your comfort zone because when you're out of your comfort zone, you really start to learn about what matters, uh, what you're passionate about, and you ha get to have a lot, a lot of fun. And on that note, I kind of want to talk to you guys about what's coming up in the future, um, kind of post-trip for us. So uh, throughout the trip, we talked to a bunch of students from Butilio Grande and El Salvador. Um, we got to hear their stories um, and how school is going for them, especially with the pandemic going on and their studies and their hopes and their dreams, and what they want in the future. And these are students from all ages, right, from elementary to university. And um, what Unity does and what Unity has been doing for a while is that um, we sponsor these students with scholarships. We give these uh, these students money to continue with their education and to 
pursue what they want to do in the future. And overall, we sponsor about 70 students, um, like I said, elementary through university in both Virtilio and Cordero. And with, uni with Unity and together with some of our partners around the area, for 70 students, that's about $40,000. And we need your guys' help to continue to sponsor these dreams for these students. And we're looking for donors of all levels. You can sponsor a student for a whole year or any donation you can make, a one-time donation or a monthly of any size. We would love to add that um, to continue to support these awesome students who are doing great things in their communities. So what uh, Muriel and myself and I believe Michael Horner-Eibler and a bunch of other people are going to be making appearances uh, over Labor Day weekend, so September 4th and 5th, we're going to be doing, wait for it, a 24-hour Pledgeathon live stream. So Pledgeathon live stream for 24 straight hours, and we'll be sharing all these stories and photos and videos and talking with, with guests um, about El Salvador and all these awesome students. And so from noon on September 4th until noon on September 5th, Fifth will be live on Facebook and possibly on Instagram, uh, maybe bits and pieces on Instagram. Um, but for sure, we just want to bring awareness to uh, what this drive is for um, and for the important impact that you can make if you wanted to um, make a donation or sponsor a student. Um, so like I said, this will be on our church's Facebook page, and we encourage you to come and interact and share comments and just to uh, keep us going for these 24 hours because... Uh, we want to help these students as much as we can, and we would really appreciate if you guys made a donation um, or just honestly reflected about how you can help them in any way, shape, or form. And so you can donate them at any time on our church's website, uh, where you can give either a one-time gift or set up an automatic monthly gift to support them throughout the upcoming school year. Uh, we'll be promoting the event uh, as it gets closer, uh, starting later this month. And we just really hope that you guys can, over Labor Day weekends, take some time to hear some of these awesome stories about these super cool students. Um, and, you know, uh, we just hope to see you tuned in uh, to help us keep going for 24 hours. And without further ado, thank you all so much for listening. We cannot wait to share our stories, um, photos, and videos with you um, throughout the rest of the summer. Thank you so much for listening. And this has been Belief Beat.